Welcome into the End the Money podcast for Saturday, April 15th at Keeneland. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Take a look at the late pick four on the Saturday card that includes three stakes races. The first one leads off the pick four. It's race eight, the Giants' Causeway for Phillies and Mayors three and up. Five and a half furlongs on the turf. A couple of Wesley Ward runners in here. Where did you land? There's always a couple of Wesley Ward <laughs> runners in here. I thought this was wide open, though. I, I really couldn't. I thought the morning line was really uh, pretty spot on with the, uh, the favorite being four to one. I went with Star Divine on the outside for Jose, Jose Ortiz uh, coming off a long layoff, but the horse has run well here in the past. Got a 96 buyer last time out at Aqueduct uh, at six furlongs and shortening up to five and a half ought to be fit. But there's a lot of horses in here that I'm going to use. I'm going to use Happy Soul for Wesley coming out of the TCA. Last October, hasn't run since then. Going to use Irv, I guess that's right, Irv, for Chris Block. Uh, 92 buyer at Fairgrounds at five and a half furlongs and won four, five straight. Uh, hard to win six in a row. I don't care who you're racing against, but this horse is 10 for 16 lifetime. Amy C. for Rispoli and D'Amato uh, coming out of Santa Anita. Ran downhill at six and a half furlongs last couple of times and won on that course, and that's hard to do. I think uh, Twilight Gleaming uh, back class for Wesley. Uh, this horse was really good um, as a two-year-old and won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Sprint first time in North America. And then it's been very consistent since then, but the buyer numbers are not quite what it's going to take to win this. Ran behind Caravel last time out in October and Star Divine uh, beat her as well. And a little jewel for uh, Castellano, uh, just got to throw in there, hoping this horse is... Getting better at the right time. Three straight buyers, 69-82-88. And a jump up in class here from a list of stakes. But I think a little jewel for Castellano and Baccarazza has a shot. Uh, that's not quite half the field, but I think you have to kick off the pick four with a wide-ranging ticket. I'd be surprised if you single. No, not singling. I took Twilight Gleaming on top um, just on the uh, angle that if she gets back to her best, then I think she's the one, but it's... Far from certain that she'll do that. I think uh, her stablemate, Happy Soul, um, much better draw in the three spot with Johnny V riding. So I think uh, that one's a major contender. Star Divine I like a little bit, even from the outside post. Horse runs well here, and Jose Ortiz I think rides speed horses well, and uh, I think he's got a horse here who has enough speed to get a position sitting just off the front runners and be in a good spot. And so I'm going to put Star Divine in the mix as well. Uh, if you want to go deeper, uh, the Chris Block horse, Oov, uh, if that's the pronunciation, I'm guessing, like you, um, five in a row. I think this is a step up in competition, but the horse is in great form. And the other one I thought was a little interesting was Trained to Artemis, uh, just with the uh, inside speed and uh, Frankie DeTore taking the mount on that one. Ninth race is the grade three Stone Street Lexington for three-year-olds at a mile and a 16th. And I went with Disarm in here, the horse that could play himself into the derby with a win or a runner-up finish. Although I've seen uh, quotes that the uh, from the ownership group that they even if they get the points, they're not necessarily committed to the derby. Uh, the horse, I thought, Last time out, got his best buyer figure in the Louisiana Derby, closing into a very slow pace that Kings Barnes set. And uh, that was the case, I think, in 
the first race of the year for this horse as well. Really showed uh, some talent with the second timeout win at Saratoga last summer. Then was just off for a long time, so playing a little bit of catch-up for the Derby, but I think it's a really talented horse. And with only four lifetime starts, a lot of upside still left on this one. So disarm for me. There are some intriguing uh, horses that uh, are coming off impressive maiden wins. First mission for Brad Cox, a 96 buyer, first time out at six furlongs, then got an 89 when stretching out. Empire Strikes Fast for Mott, the horse that this one beat in his only race was Dreamlike, uh, who as a maiden ran third in the Wood Memorial last weekend. So I think uh, those are uh, interesting horses in here. And then Baseline Beater. Uh, is a long shot play for me. Not so much for the win uh, with the running style way off the pace for a mile on the 16th. Not great, but I think this horse was getting better going into the Louisiana Derby and then had no chance in the Louisiana Derby. From the 12 hole, broke bad, way behind a slow pace. Draw a line through that. That horse had no chance. So focus on the previous two races. Inside draw with Corey Lannery, 20 to 1 on the morning line. I think this horse could outrun his odds and hit the board. So I'm going to throw him into the mix on the pick four ticket as well. How do you see the Lexington? I agree with you on baseline beater. I've got it marked as play under uh, at a price because Corey's going to get the rail. He's going to stay on the rail all the way around. And I think those horses are going to, the ones that, that uh, fade at the end, he's going to pass a lot of horses. Uh, I went with first mission here. I thought this arm was a logical choice and is probably going to be the favorite. Uh, deservedly so after that Louisiana Derby effort behind Kings Barnes. But I went with first mission simply because you mentioned a 96 buyer first time out of the box at Fairgrounds, and Bishop's Bay came right back and won, and then first mission came right back and won for fun. So coming off a maiden special into a grade three, big jump, but Brad's got this one looking really good, and I I would not be shocked if he wins it. Uh, Going to use the other one, uh, Brad Cox, Demolition Duke, who had an 88 buyer, just got beat first time against Winners. Uh, at Fairgrounds. Going to use Empire Strikes Fast for Bill Mott, the 92 buyer at Gulfstream first time out with Frankie DeTore taking them out. An Arabian Lion that you didn't mention for Baffert. I'm going to take him just because it's Baffert. And, um, came out of Robert B. Lewis uh, with a 92 buyer, got beat by Newgate, has put together three 90 buyers out of four races. So if he runs back to that, he's going to be real hot, tough to handle. Outside post doesn't help here. I'm going to go five deep in there. Uh, first mission is probably my first pick with Brad Cox. Certainly going to have this arm in the exact with him and probably baseline beater below both of them. Yeah, I've, uh, I think I'll put a Arabian Lion on my ticket as well. I just uh, don't like that outside post position, but uh, I'd hate to have him beat me out of the pick four. Uh, the 10th race is the grade one Jenny Wiley. Phillies and Mayors four it up at a mile and a 16th on the turf. Uh, in Italian for Chad Brown, it's going to be probably a slight favorite over with the Moonlight from Godolphin and Charlie Appleby. Uh, pretty strong matchup there for those two. Who do you like? Yeah, I almost singled in Italian, and I've got a really expensive ticket today for for our podcast. But uh, in Italian, it's a logical horse, uh, should control the pace. Uh, Ortiz takes over from Rosario here, uh, has one run well at Keeneland, including a win in the Breeders' Cup. Philly Mayor Turf last year. Lots of reasons to love it in Italian, but I cannot leave Charlie Appleby off my pick four ticket. Um, he has proven to me over and over and over again that when he brings the horse over here, you better use him. And this horse ran well at Saratoga, has run well at uh, Maidan at the, in the uh, Dubai World Cup Challenge Series, and he brings him over here and brings William T. Buick with him. 
no way I'm leaving him off. And I, I might even favor him over in Italian just because I love Charlie Appleby's horses so much. But in Italian's logical, with the Moonlight's logical, I couldn't find anybody else in here that I thought could upset. Maybe Queen Goddess coming off that um, Pegasus Day win um, at, with a hundred buyer for Michael McCarthy. And uh, but I, you know, uh, she's really stepping up in class here. I think it's a really good uh, version of the Jenny Wiley Piazza Bianca Pizza Bianca for uh, Bobby Flay. Um, you know, uh, Breeders' Cup winner in in twenty uh, one. Uh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf has not panned out that well since then, but she's been running grade ones and grade twos. Um, so Ortiz takes this mount. I think she could outrun her odds at 20 to 1. But in Italian and with the Moonlight are the logical choices here, and that's who I'll take in the big four. I ended up with, with the Moonlight on top uh, over in Italian. Very close call. The fact that she's run twice this year and as a four year old might have more upside kind of gave me the, the push to her over in Italian. I am going to add Speak of the Devil on my pick four ticket just because it's the other Chad Brown and you get Flavian Pratt, and I think this horse will, will get overlooked. And that first race back at Churchill uh, last spring uh, was impressive. Now, that was a quirky turf course, so maybe she just liked it. But uh, just on the fact that it's Chad Brown and Pratt, I'm going to throw that one on my pick four ticket too. The last leg of the pick four, race 11, is an allowance optional claimer for Phillies and Mares, four and up going six and a half. I like Tarabi a lot in here for Cherie DeVoe. One first time out, uh, so that would suggest to me that uh, she can win off a layoff and uh, has a, a good draw to stalk the early speed, I think, in a, in a long sprint, a little bit, little bit longer sprint. So I'm going to take Tarabi, but uh, I'm going to use Ironic Twist, a horse that's got good speed, and I like the fact that it's a California-based trainer, Mark Glatt, who reaches out to a California rider, Pratt, probably have a relationship already, and uh, I thought that was noteworthy. This horse with uh, her early speed could be a player in here. Uh, Top Gun Girl has speed also and uh, comes out of the Wesley Ward barn. Radio Days, if you want to go deeper, I'm not sure that uh, she'll be able to get up against these this group, but uh, probably a good shot to get the board, hit the board. I like Tarabi a lot in here, though. How about you? Well, we uh, differ a little bit in here. Uh, I've, I've got Tarabi, and I almost thought, okay, 12-hole, uh, but he's got Saez. But I, I went deeper. I, I thought um, Tarabi is the logical choice and will be the favorite, and if you want to pay a, a little cheaper ticket, would not be a bad single. However, Top Gun Girls drawn much better, got really good speed, coming off a five-for-long sprint at Churchill Downs, stretching out to six-and-a-half, but should not have any trouble you mentioned coming out of much better races. And I'm, I'm going to use a horse that, that you didn't mention. Uh, and I know the horse has not been running against this kind of, uh, against this level of competition, but overcharged is 15 to 1 in the morning line and has won eight races out of 10. Uh, I don't care who you're running against. The horse has $367,000. And I think she's going to get. Uh, a lot more money than 15 to 1 with Jose Ortiz on her back and with that 8 out of 10 lifetime record. Uh, she won three straight in 2022. So um, her first race out of the box this year, she did not win. But she, uh, I, I do think she's got a big shot. So um, I'm going to use her as well. So I'm going to go four deep in the pick four instead of just singling Karabi to try to get a price. All right, that's our analysis of the four races. Time to structure a ticket. Jim, how are you drawing up your pick four wager? 
I have a very expensive ticket. This is the biggest day of, of the remaining part of the Keeneland meet. Uh, it's our second biggest day behind Bluegrass Day. So uh, I think there's a good chance of getting some prices here. So I'm going to spend $120. It's a lot of money for me. But I'm going to go six deep in the first leg with three, four, five, 10, 11, 12, with three, five, six, eight, 11, with two, five in the Jenny Wiley, and then four deep in the finale, two, three, seven, 12. If you only want to spend 30 bucks, you can do worse than singling uh, Saez on the outside in the last race, the 12 horse. But uh, I think there are some potential for prices, and I would hate for one of those to beat me. I am going to go three deep to start, three, 10, and 12, then one, five, six, eight, 11 in the Lexington, two, four, five in the Jenny Wiley, and two, four, 12 in the last leg, 67, 50 on my pick four ticket. Uh, best of luck, the Keeneland Turf. Uh, pick three starts in race five, by the way, so keep that in mind. The uh, $3 low takeout bet that's been very popular starts in uh, race five and then includes the Giants Causeway and the Jenny Wiley. Best of luck with your plays on the Saturday card, and we'll be back to talk about Sunday in our next edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.